another episode of Ask a Car Dealer with General Sales Manager Todd Gentry. That's not me. I'm Joey Little. Todd Gentry is over there. And between us is a slight distraction today at the dealership is my uh, old English Bulldog, Dozer, who's been, uh, he's a hit here. Everybody likes him. Love Dozer. But he is a, oh, he's a rhinoceros. He's, <laughs> he's going to doggy daycare today, so he had to come in to work with me for a little bit. You got pets, don't you? I do. You got a Chloe. Uh, she's a Airedale Golden Doodle. And Gary Crosley Ford is pet friendly, of course. I wouldn't be able to bring him in here, but uh, customers and everybody. You've seen yeah. It. And they've done um, uh, 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 pet adoption things in the past. We've done several of those. Matter of fact, one of the dogs that's here most often was adopted at one of those events. Is that Roscoe? That's Roscoe, you Clark Hewitt's dog. You can see him at GaryCrosleyFord.com on the um, Meet the Team page. Is yeah. Something like that. It's part what of is his staff. job title? He's a greeter? Uh, yeah, I think he is a greeter. Dozer's, and he's a good one, too. Dozer's a barking intern. <laughs> barking. Yeah, just got That's creative right. with the thing. All right, Todd, so uh, what we do on this um, podcast is answer the questions that consumers have about car dealerships and doing business with car dealerships. And I will let everybody know that our next episode, we'll be involving somebody from our service department, the mechanic side of what a dealership does. So those of you that have questions about... Uh, when getting your car fixed at a, at a dealership or uh, getting oil changes or things like that, we will be having somebody come in uh, and answer those questions. Todd will still be here as well. Um, but today it's all about, well, I've got two. I was reminded that we promised to talk about something and we didn't address it. And number two, uh, something here in the Midwest, it's completely different than like on the East Coast and the West Coast, which is buying versus leasing. But first, trim. I've mentioned before in the first episode that we were going to come back and talk about trim. Uh, make, model, year is usually what a lot of like, if you're filling out information, they want to know. But then you get to see the word trim. So make, model, year is, of course, well, I'll let you, you're the, you're the expert. Yeah, well, the make is, for example, Ford, right? Yeah. The model and the year. Uh, so the model would be like a fusion. That's what's sitting outside your window right now. So that's what uh, brings the top of mind. And then trim. <clears throat> so your trim level is going to be uh, like on a Ford Fusion, you're going to have an S, SE, SEL, Titanium. Does it stand for anything? Do you know? Do no, they? not. Well, I mean, they're just higher trim levels. I mean, they're, your your S is going to be your most basic and your Titanium is going to be the... But does the S stand for anything? Do you know? Standard? standard? No, I, I guess it's standard. I've never really... Just, Never really even thought about it, but yeah. So they're, they're different. So, so you can have a model year. So you can have like an, a 2021 Ford F-150 truck, mm -hmm. right? And then that truck comes in that in many different trim levels. Yes. And the basis, the, the basic trim level for an F-150 truck would be a XL XL. Correct. And then from that, uh, XL just includes like what, like what, it, what is the difference between XL and like. I've seen platinum. I've seen, you know, yeah. am I catching you off guard here? Or something? No, or? not at all. Uh, you look so, excited or you look like, man, what are you asking me? It's, yeah, no, it's, excited. it's, it's fun. Okay, now, the, the, you're asking me about F-150s. So F-150 is like, it's crazy, right? You can get an XL that's equipped better than some XLTs, right? Um, just so depending on XLT, how you package them together. There's XL and then XLT? Yeah, so on your F-150, you're going to have XL, XLT, Lariat. Uh, you're going to have a platinum, a Raptor, a Limited, a King Ranch. Um, I think I pretty. Much, I don't think I missed this any is, there. So, so this isn't just for Ford vehicles because I know that, uh, and I know this is a name you don't like to mention much at a dealership, but I'm going to mention it. Right? I'm going to break the thing. Elon Musk with Tesla. Mm -hmm. He first came out with the Tesla S. That yeah. was the trim level, or that might have been the model. And then he I came out with an model. E, and then he came out with the 10, which was the X. So he spelled the word sex in his his models, basically, yeah. right? 
Um, you know, I don't think Ford's done anything quite like that. But is there? Why is there trim levels? Why don't you just say it's a a Ford F one fifty? You know, uh, with this with these stuff in it, is there like a big jump from XL to XLT? And and what does that usually include? Um, again, with F one fifty six, extremely. Should we complex. go to something a little bit easier? You know, with a Ford Fusion. There we go. Right. Well, the fusions so, are being out. They're gone. Yeah, the Fusions are what gone. Echo Sport. You know so you could take Echo an Echo Sport. Yeah, I know yeah. a little bit about them, but uh, <laughs> you know, is, for so those you, of you listening, is the smallest SUV that Ford has ever made. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the reason that I know a lot of different things on the different trim levels is because I order a lot of cars, right? Okay. Uh, EcoSports, I don't get a ton of custom orders for those. Um, but, you know, you're going to have the, they've got a cool package, actually, a trim level anyways. It's an SES where you get like these, uh, the orange piping in the seats. Um, so I can always tell what an SES is just by looking at the car. Um, an SE, you're going to have similar equipment, only you're not going to have the uh, orange piping on the seat. You'll have your moonroof and your blind spot mirrors. The EcoSport's a great car, but there's also just not a ton of options that you can that vary from well, trim, from trim level to here's trim level. Something maybe what about the Bronco? The brand new Bronco coming from Ford. What I've seen, oh, excuse me, is that so a company like Ford has the 2022 Ford Bronco. It's a full size, right? But they don't use S. SE, they're using terms like Mountaineer or something like that. Or well, what? like Badlands. Uh, so is you know, Badlands its own vehicle? Like it has options only available for the Badlands or? with Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options that are available across the board on the Bronco, um, but there's certain ones that can only get certain equipment. So they've got, the, you know, it's, I guess it's maybe a little bit more difficult than just explaining uh, without showing someone. Is it really? Yeah. So let me, let me see if I can put it in an analogy. I use a lot of analogies in, in marketing. Love them. Um, pizza, right? You can, let's just use Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, what's called Pizza Hut's uh, large, which would be make model year. And then the trim level would be meat lovers. Gotcha. Which it comes with pepperoni, ham, sausage, hamburger, bake. Don't ask me how I remember All good things. That, right? Um, that's that trim level for that pizza. You can get the veggie delight, which is all the vegetables. That's that trim. Even though they're both pizzas, yeah. they're both large. Well, you know what? I guess here's how it works even better. The model would be the style of crust. So you yeah. can models like your pan pizza. <laughs> and you can go with the meat lovers and get that standard package, but you can also create your own, right? You can build your own pizza, which you don't... Is that... Are you building your own trim level or what are you doing? Uh, no. No, you're still going to, you're going to order the car. So whenever, whenever you build a car, you're going to do your make model trim, right? So yeah. you're going to be ordering. You're going to start with a basic? Yeah, your 2021 Badlands Bronco, if right? You, if you add things to it, does it change the trim? No, you, you have to pick your trim level. So uh, with your trim levels with Ford, it's going to be everything. So like if we're ordering uh, F-150s, right? It's going to be an XL, XLT. Well, the XLT is going to include everything that comes standard on the XL, Plus the XLT options, okay, and this—that's just the standard. I don't know XLT how to put options. that into pizza. Analogy. I can't either. That's why I'm having a hard time. So is it is it um is it like uh, um you see when you compare like uh, cable companies together, they'll yeah. say like here's your base package compared to Comcast versus like Cox Entertainment back in my hometown. They used Cox, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are the basic packages of just the, you know, the, the bronze level. Now yeah. it'd be like your trim. And then the silver level included all everything that's in the bronze, but then added this, this, and this 
and then gold was everything in bronze and silver. Yeah. Is that so? I would say it's like that, right? But if you were to pick the bronze package on your on your cable, <laughs> you pick the bronze package, and you're like, well, you know, over there in the diamond package, you know, that uh, twenty inch that twenty inch wheel or that yeah. HBO channel. I'd really like that, but I just want my bronze channel, oh. right? Then you could maybe go over there and grab that. And still does keep that happen? Your, still keep your bronze trim level, right? Yeah, it does because just like with an, X, with an XLT F150, the the standard rim is going to be a 17 inch rim, right? Well, then when you go within within that trim level, you can go all the way up to a 20 inch rim, and it's the same 20 inch rim that's on a Lariat, right? So Do you customers can get that really on even XLT. know much about trim. Is it something that's just more of like no, they know ordering it. Customers know F150 customers. Know. Yeah, F1 F150 customers specifically generally have a really good understanding of the trim levels. Um, Sometimes there's options within there, though, that they don't really understand, which is what's kind of nice because we can say, hey, you know, this e-locking rear axle, that's a $350 option, but here's why it's a benefit, right? So that's kind of nice. But there is some people that don't understand the trim levels, but most people get it because F-150 customers, it's when they come in here, they've typically bought a few already. You know, this isn't their first F one fifty, right? Because I get it. I have an Explorer, and I have it. I have, I guess, what's called the 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 base one. I have the XLT Explorer, mm-hmm. um, and then one trim level up from that would be the what in the Ford Explorer? It'd be a limited, and one trim level below would be just a Ford XL. Explorer. They, oh, just, a, just Ford a Ford Explorer. Yeah, it's a Ford Explorer base. So, can you just before we wrap this this conversation up, we're going to yeah. get into something else. Can you tell me just high level the difference between my XLT? And the limited, as far as value or just equipment, uh, value and equipment. Yeah. So I mean, your equipment, your XLT. Now, does your XLT have leather or is it cloth? It's leather. Okay. So that's an option on an XLT. Really, it doesn't yeah. put me up in a different bracket. No, not not on your particular year, um, but you're going to have leather. Um, Which, by the way, leather, leather is awesome when you have a uh, seventy pound bulldog. <laughs> You're going to get a back. power seat when you go to a limited, mm-hmm. uh, programmable seats uh, with memory. And, so I do um, have power seats, but I do not have programmable memory. So that's that step up. Part. Mm-hmm, yeah. What about engine size and that kind of thing too, or fuel economy or anything? Does that change when it comes to the trim levels? Yeah. So on the new new Explorers, um, if you're in a Platinum or you're in a ST, you're going to have a three liter turboed engine, right? So that's the their high performance engine. Uh, if you're anything below a platinum or a ST, so if you're in a limited or an XLT, um, you're going to have their 2.3 liter engine. Interesting. I always said when when people say that they, they get scared going to a dealership because they're afraid they're going to get taken advantage of or they're going to get charged more than, you know, no really anything like that. I say that today is the best time to be alive when buying a car because it's not it's not true and in fact, you have all the tools online that you need, including this podcast that can educate you as much as you need to be educated when you're going to buy a car. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know, just call me, right? Hey, I don't know. And we'll figure it out. I mean, it's, it's, I enjoy it just as much as the consumer does most of the time. I would, I would, yeah, I, I tend to believe that. I yeah. know a lot of people would probably look at you and go like, man, you're just a sales guy. You're just trying to sell me, right? Um, but I do believe that. I think you, you're pretty passionate about what you do and the products that you have. Yeah. It's almost like selling is like a second thing for you. Well, and I love to get, I love getting questions yeah. that I don't know the answer to. Oh. That's my favorite thing because then I get to go home at night and it's like, hey, I did this, this, and this because so-and-so asked me this question. I had no clue what the answer was, but I found it, right? Because I will, oh, I promise you I'll find the answer. Which um, is funny because these, I don't vet these questions with you before we start recording. Yeah. So these are all just off. 
off of my my thing I have over here. Getting which, lucky. Which takes me to so trim. We may get into it a little bit more in the future because right now. Ford announced the the Maverick, which is the smaller um, truck, right? And yep. it's, it's going to come out in multiple. I see XL, XLT, and those kinds of things. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of study on that as well. I'm yeah, it's inter- interesting to have a unibody truck in the Ford lineup. I'm uh, I'm interested in that vehicle, by the way. Okay. Yeah, um, but I'm in that 19 Ford Explorer. We can reserve you a Maverick today. I know you can. Okay. But I'm about selling, I don't know, are you guys buying cars right now? Because I don't want to give you my vehicle. <laughs> yes, we're buying everything right now. <laughs> All right. So, and these are these are dated kind of in the pot. Somebody in the future may be listening to this. They're, Todd's always going to buy something from Yes. You. Let's go on to the next thing. This is something that's not that popular here in the Midwest, but it is very popular on the East Coast and the West Coast, um, which is leasing, right? Here in the Midwest, it tends, more people tend to buy your vehicle, buy a vehicle here, right? Correct. Um, there's not a lot of... Uh, and you growing up, what, 10 miles north of us, I bet you've never leased a vehicle in your, in your life. No, I've never, never have, either. never would. It's just for me, and some people shoot me for saying that, but it's, uh, it's not something I, I'm real passionate about. I'm not. We need to bring Terry Miller in here, the general manager, and have oh, you guys yeah, do a debate. Oh, yeah, because him and I, about leasing. oh, yeah, we duke it out all the time over leases, but um, of course, he does have a much better understanding of leases than I do because he did you know, 60%, I think it was of the business that he did at the previous dealership he was at for 32 years was a leasing store. Right. So would you um, say, would you say just on the dealership side of things, if you have more leasing customers, doesn't that give you more opportunity or in your face opportunity to, um, get that customer again into another car from your dealership? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Because you're going to retain that customer because they have to do something with the car. They either have to purchase it from Ford, right. Right. Or they have to trade it in on a new lease. Let's start at the beginning. We're jumping in that lease thing. We are. Sorry. Let's start with leasing. First of all, why, when I see advertisements, if I want to buy a vehicle, it says something like, you know, $429 a month standard, you know, average. But if I want to lease it, it says $199. What is the big difference and what is leasing? Well, the biggest difference is, is is going to be, you know, there's cash down figured into that payment, you know. Um, so and you still have to put cash down if you're going to lease a vehicle, which, yeah. which tell me if I'm wrong. Is mm-hmm. the difference between leasing and, and buying a vehicle basically renting an apartment compared to buying a condo? That's correct. That's the only difference. Yes. And you, well, you basically sign a lease for... Within reason. So let's just imagine that you, you were going to lease an apartment building, right? Or an apartment. And you go into the apartment and they're like, hey, the lease is going to be $1,000 a month. Yep. And the worth of the, of the apartment right now is $20,000. And once you've leased it for me for three years, the value of the apartment's going to be $15,000. It's going to go down and depreciate. You see what I'm saying? So you're putting a little bit of money into it if you decide to buy that. And then, then they give you the option when you're done with that three-year... By the way, uh, in your math right there, you owe me money. $1,000 a month for three years is $36,000, and now it's only worth $15,000. Right. <laughs> but I get it. But on you the, see on what I'm saying? Side, Leases yeah. are the same way, right? Because you're going to be paying in. Um, and then they give you that residual value the day that you sign up for the so lease. So it's almost like you're buying like buying a house on contract. Like you're renting it and that money's going towards paying for the house, but you're not actually, you're, you're, you're I, I don't know. I don't want to get myself confused or get anybody listening confused. Yeah, I don't either. That's so why. I buy a vehicle. I want to lease a vehicle. I want to lease a $25,000 vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I get into it and I'm going to lease it for $300 a month, right? For three years, which is going to put... You just get comfortable over there. Thirty six, thirty six hundred dollars a a year. So we'll just we'll just kind of round it right around ten thousand dollars. 
So then after three years, I've paid $10,000 into the vehicle with my lease payments. They come back, whoever, the, the OEM, the dealership, and says, hey, that $20,000 vehicle now is, is worth residual about $17,000 or $16,000. You can buy it outright for six grand right now since you already put 10 grand in it. No. No. So if I walk in, we'll just so start at the beginning. Yeah, if I walk be. into a dealership and I say, hey, I want to lease a car and I just kind of want to have a real brief understanding of it. So we're gonna, you're going to have options between 24 months, 36 months, and okay. 39 months. Uh, you're going to have 10, 12, 15,000 miles a year. You can drive more than that. So there's limited of how many miles you can drive when you lease a vehicle. Correct. Yeah, because you're prepaying, right, for, those mileage, for that mileage. And then they'll have, so let's just say you're like, hey, Todd, I'm going to drive 30,000 miles a year. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that that ten thousand mile year lease isn't going to work for me, or the fifteen thousand mile year lease isn't going to work for me. I got to take a picture real quick, bro. Okay. The, the dog's just staring at you while you're on it, <laughs> and I know you're going to want it for your social. Yes, so. he's awesome. Anyway, so okay. So back to it. So if 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 I come in, I'm going to set the parameters as a customer. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to drive fifteen thousand miles a year, um, and I want to do a three year lease. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you how much cash you're going to put down. You're going to tell me, and then we'll figure it up what your payments are going to be. We're going to run the in um, the, the Vincent through the OEM through Ford. No, 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 um, no, backup. What the hell does that even mean? You're yeah, talking dealers. That's a completely. Yes, yeah, I'm talking. So it's this paperwork that you have to do on the back end. Yeah. So as basically, a what I'm going to do is when you come in and you give me the parameters that you need to uh, follow, I'm going to present you with a payment. I'm going to drive fifteen thousand miles a year, no yep. more. I want this car for three years. Yep. Tell so, me how much it's, how much I got, and, and I've got $2,000 down. And I'm going to walk out to you with the exact payment, and I'm also going to walk out to you with the residual value. So that residual value that we were talking about, that's set from day one. So I'm going to tell you, hey, in 36 months, after you've put you know 15,000 miles a year on it, here's what you can actually buy the car for. You're going to tell me that up front? I'm going to tell you that the day that you buy the car. I don't have to wait till the day, the last day of my release and look up Kelly Blue Book value and any of that kind of stuff. That's correct. You're so going to know it right then. Here's your advantage. At the end of that lease, you could buy that car. You're, that's your car, right? If you would like to purchase it, it's yours. So you can buy the car, then you could sell the car, you could trade the car in on something else, you can do whatever you want. Or you can hand me the keys and you can say, here, Todd, I want another one only. I'd like, instead of an XL this time, I'd like to get an XLT. How does that work if I go over miles? If you go over on mileage, you're just going to pay more. You're going to so at the end of that on the term, whenever you term that lease. So even if I'm not going to keep balance. the vehicle, I'm still going to have to pay pay some money for those for those extra miles. If you keep the vehicle, no, no. But if I want to turn it in and get something else, there's mm-hmm. going to be that that thing. Like, hey, you you really drove twenty thousand a year. There's your fifteen thousand miles over. Yeah, I mean, if you have mileage, you sh- you're always going to have overage. I guess is how how I should say that. I gotcha. Okay, I think I'm. I think I'm getting this. What about when it comes to insurance? Is it insured just like if I bought a vehicle? Do you know? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very similar. What about what about? Uh, uh, I guess it's uh, state of Missouri, but different license. Like, license uh, is nice because you don't have to worry about that. Your your who property takes care of that. Your property tax and everything's figured into the payment, and the dealership tags it for you. At least we do here, right? So we'll go. We'll call you in a week or ten days after you buy your car, and we'll say, "Hey, we got your your tags here." Yeah. Because again, your property tax and your sales tax and everything's all in that payment. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know a situation? Maybe this is a better question for Terry. Do you know a situation where leasing is the option for somebody? That is what they why they're doing it so much out on the east and east coast and west coast and uh, not in the Midwest and the South. Well, a big reason that there's not a lot of leasing in the Midwest is because the 
you know, the FDAF here does not. What's FDAF? They're not driven towards. They're not driven. Do you towards, know what FDAF stands for? No, no clue. But what is it? No, mean? it's it's a it's a Ford, Ford dealer. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's what uh, Terry just got in. So it's super exciting. But um, we just don't have the incentives to support leases here in, in the Midwest. Why so, do you think that? It, why do you think that the the Midwest and the South, the more you know, conservative part of the country, tends to be? Is it because we were just raised on you need to own something? Do you think that's what it is? You know, I honestly don't have the answer we'll to, have to that. Look into that. Yeah, to see why leasing is down in the Midwest and the South. Very interesting. Uh, because what I learned is that a lot of these people that you see uh, in these really expensive vehicles, they don't actually own the vehicle. They lease the vehicle. So if you've got a, you know, an $80,000 BMW, uh, they're not, they, have, they didn't buy it. They didn't get a loan for it and buy the BMW. They're actually, where their payments would be, what, $1,000 a month or $1,200 a month. They actually are leasing that vehicle and only paying about four hundred to five hundred dollars, and then having to turn it back yeah. in. So you're able to get something. You're able to get something more expensive if you are leasing than you are if you're going to buy. Your your purchase is going to be based off of. Off of yeah, you're gonna then you yeah, own it. A purchase is really simple though, you know, because it's a hundred thousand dollar car, and here's your interest rate, and then here's your payment right after your cash down or whatever it is. So it's very simple. A lease just isn't that simple. Yeah, it's just, uh, and you're able to get 0% on a lot of vehicles, especially with Ford right now, where you don't have to pay any percentage points on. And uh, Todd's phone is starting to blow up now, so we're going to start wrapping up this uh, episode of uh, Ask a Car Dealer. What's going on now? Who's who's showing up? Who's buying what? Um, Matt, Matt's calling me, so I'm not sure what he needs. Who's Matt? Matt is Keller. Oh, oh mm-hmm. property guy? Mm-hmm. Probably wants to move some cars around. Yeah, I probably have something parked some somewhere it shouldn't be or have Here. keys in my desk. Okay, here's the question. I, we, I missed it last week, but here's a dealership term. I'm going to see if you know the, the, the answer to it, right? Yep. What, at a dealership, what is a lot party? Uh, lot parties are actually fun. They don't, they don't sound like, uh, <laughs> or they sound like fun, but they're not actually And a when's lot the last time we had a lot party? Um, last time it snowed, so it's been, a, it's been a, while, a little while. And what is a lot party? So a lot party is when you get all the employees, um, typically on the sales side and the, the lot guys, and we all go out there and move the cars. So if we say that we're going to put the F-150s, we're going to move them from the front to the back and move the edges to the side. Basically what we do is we key all the cars up. Everybody gets together. They move all the key cars. Key all the cars up means you get the keys to the car, not walk down the side of it and drive your key into the side of the car. Yeah. That's keying uh, a car up in my world. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we move the, the lot around and it's actually... It's kind of fun because then everybody knows where everything's at and you'll be surprised for like the next week. Anytime a customer comes in and they say, hey, do you have this? Right. We know because we just went out there and touched on the inventory. Now, right now, you can just look outside and see what you've got. Because inventory is down. Yeah, because inventory is a little bit But that's kind of crazy if you've got 400 cars on the lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. And then if you, you know, one irresponsible party that goes a little too fast or something like that, but... Usually we do a pretty good job here. So, and of course we don't have to do it a lot because we have people like Matt Keller who's calling me. Um, Why you know, move something. He's OCD about cars, so everything's everything's always pretty straight. We don't have to mess with it. All right, Todd Gentry, general sales manager at Gary Crosley Ford. Thanks. Uh, he's our car dealer to ask a car dealer questions. Uh, we will see you next time. Uh, and uh, anybody you want to shout out on the team before we go? Last week you shouted out Josie. Um, you know what? Our whole team is great. So uh, I was shouting out Mount Keller today. So gonna let's just, Matt? I'm going to stick with Matt because it's top of mind. And that guy, that guy does a lot for the dealership. Um, a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, you know. Perfect. So I really appreciate Matt. Thanks for listening. 